It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And you're listening to Season 1, Episode 7 of the Fly the W Podcast. We are calling this one rebuild with a capital R. So Crowley, you did get your wish ahead of game four. We did find out that the president of baseball operations for the Cubs, Jed Hoyer would sit down with the media and talk for a little over a half an hour. Um, give me a couple of things that uh, stood out to you in that. And then let's uh, let's chew it up and see what we liked and what we didn't like. All right, uh, Jed Hoyer right here is in a situation where he comes out, and obviously the first question has to do with David Ross. Now, let's keep in mind, David Ross got an extension this last offseason, so he's really not going anywhere, okay? And uh, Jed Hoyer says, I think all things considered, he's done a great job. He's frustrated. I'm frustrated. We sit here at night and talk things through, but all the conversations are productive. Apparently, the conversations are productive, but the play on the field is not. Now, one thing that kills the Cubs here is uh, injuries. And he said, uh, Jed Hoyer said, injuries should never be excuse. Everyone deals with them. And when we take a look at that quote right there, everybody does deal with injuries. And that's why having a team with depth matters. That's why having a farm system, I think they have a lot of depth in single A, double A, but Triple-A, not as much. And so you knew going, going into this that you were thin. And if you got hurt, injuries were going to affect you a lot more than they would the Dodgers or the White Sox or whoever, whatever top team you're talking about. That's the thing is injuries happen. But, but with, with these injuries here, you've lost four, at least four important pieces. You haven't had any of the five starters really make all of their starts, the, the opening day roster nobody's made all of their starts they've had a lot of injuries but it, it has to do with the fact that you didn't do more in the offseason to offset the possibility of injuries affecting your team that's what bothers me right I agree that the roster construction isn't perfect so that's why you go back to David Ross and the majority of the people that texted and called into the show this morning on 670 with Mullion Haw they would not want to fire David Ross over this because that's not his fault. He he can't make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. Um, this more falls at the feet of the GM, 
the president, Tom Ricketts, maybe Crane Kenny a little bit in some weird way. But it's I don't believe this is David Ross's fault. But at the same time, I don't know that you needed and you meaning the Cubs needed to give him the extension that they gave him at the time. Now, I'm guessing that David Ross isn't exactly breaking the bank when it comes to managers. I'm sure he's paid probably right in the middle of all the managers in Major League Baseball. It's a it's a it's a tough job. It's a long job. You are at the ballpark a lot. You are on the road a lot. So, uh, you know, I wish Ross the best, and he's welcome to get everything he can from Tom Ricketts and from Jed Hoyer. He he deserves it. There's always going to be questionable moves. We're always going to second guess. But right now, this is about you know what is Tom Ricketts making available to Jed Hoyer and his staff? How, how much is there? Um, and where and where are they? The the R word, the rebuild. Um, how deep and how long is this going to go? Something else that I want to point out that Jed said. I talk to Tom Ricketts and Crane Kenny all the time. Everyone has questions. I have questions. Rossi has questions. You'd be sort of not paying attention or not doing your job if you're not asking questions about why we're struggling in certain areas. And Crowley, you pointed out depth. The, the state of the bullpen overall is not good. The health of the starting pitching has not been good. And maybe you're blaming the shortened spring training on that. I know that's a crutch that the team over at 35th and Shields has been uh, leaning on for their lean start so far this year. It, it, it's a f- f- disheartening situation. Those of you that are at Nisei Lounge listening to this and uh, they are celebrating Lee Elia Day, but it is a disheartening situation because I don't think it's all Ross's fault and I don't think he's absolved the blame either. This goes all the way from the top, from Tom Ricketts, down to Jed, down to Carter Hawkins, down to David Ross. There's been things like we, we've questioned here, moves that Ross has made, and I keep seeing base running mistakes and I keep seeing defensive errors that just seem like, you know, especially – you know, it's not like they have a bunch of young guys. Uh, Chris Morell, obviously younger, but I just, there's just a lot that I see wrong. And I felt that this team could have done a lot more to add depth. Uh, Johnny Cueto was out there for the taking. You know what I mean? That would have been cost you nothing just to get somebody who has experience that could eat innings. Those, those type of little things that I was looking at. Uh, we talked before, Dustin, you know, when I, when I saw, um, some of the moves that were just open that you could have done that were just going to cost you money. You have money to spend, but you didn't. And that's where now you're, you're being affected by all of these uh, injuries that have occurred. It just, the problem that Cub fans are having is that when Theo did the rebuild, he, he said a couple things. And for the most part, he was very transparent about things. This is what we're going to do. This is why we're going to do it. Stick with us. Now, I don't know what Theo would have done in this situation. You know, WWTD, what would Theo do? Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard because you're trying to sell a fan base now on two rebuilds in less than 10 years. Okay, so that's, ve- that's very difficult for a major market team to have to swallow. So, you know, when they did this originally, the rebuild, Theo said, look, We have a bad farm system. We're going to build that up. We're going to supplement it with players. We're going to never have to do this again. Yet here we are. So I think if Jed or Tom or or Carter or whoever wants to come out, explain what the plan is. Tell us where you plan to go. I mean, it's there's no point in in lying to fans and making them feel like this is a competitive team because we knew before – before the season started, I thought if things went right, I thought they were about an 
80 to 81 win team if everything went right. And guess what? It didn't. So now you're looking at potentially, and a lot can change. They've had a really rough schedule and it's not going to get any easier this weekend, but uh, I just don't see how this team, I'm trying to find 75 wins and it's difficult. Yeah. 75 difficult 70, unfortunately Crowley might be a difficult number of wins. And I have not been to a Cubs game yet this year. How many have you been to so far this year, Crowley? Oh, I, I'm not sure. I've been to a whole bunch, but, uh, you know, I've kind of been about 500, luckily. So, No, but, I mean, how many have you actually gone to? How many? Yeah, games? I'm thinking probably about 13, 14. 13. And you're a season ticket holder, correct? Full, full season ticket holder? Yes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, now with what's happening, are you a type of guy that would not use your tickets as a way to protest or do you like the experience enough that you're still willing to buy a beer, buy a hot dog, buy a popcorn? You're, you're already in for the season tickets. You're not getting that money back. Maybe you could recoup it on the secondary market, but probably not, except when maybe the Red Sox come in or maybe the Cardinals, things like that. It's going to be hard to move tickets. So how will you and how will other fans um, protest what's going on? If they feel like, Tom Ricketts isn't doing what he should be doing for the fans. How are you going to let him know that? I mean, that's difficult to do because so much of their revenue comes from TV. As far as being a season ticket holder, I enjoy going to games. I enjoy the experience. I enjoy hanging out with people. I know a lot of people down there and, you know, once I have one beer, I usually have three or four. So that's not going to stop. I don't know if there's really any way to protest for me. Uh, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people and I can tell you, because they created this uh, season ticket holder Facebook group. And a lot of these people, they lost a lot of season ticket holders since probably 2020, I would say 2019, 2020. A lot of these season ticket holders this year are brand new and they are taking an absolute bath. They are losing money hand over fist. I've been doing this for 22 years. So I have a really good network built up and, and I'm not going to lose any money at all. Other than, I mean, obviously going to the games I go to and what I spend, but other than that, I don't have any tickets available for sale. They're all sold. Uh, so at this point, I'm okay, but I can tell you, watch very closely to the beginning of the 2023 season because the amount of season ticket holders, that's when you go to a game and you look there and all of a sudden they're like, guess the attendance, 31,000. And you're looking around, you're like, that's not 31,000 in here, but that's not who paid to get in. Those are including the season ticket holders, which I would say would probably be about 24, 25,000 people. Okay. So at this point, I think the Cubs realize that there's a big problem because of how hard th this has been. Like they've been cold calling people to try to sell them season tickets. It used to be, there was a list and you'd sit on the list and be like praying that they would call your number and people would check every year to see how far up they moved. They have burned through that list that list is going to, they are going to be trying to do whatever they can. And I don't remember of a time where season ticket prices have gone down. And I'm wondering if we've reached that point. I did see today on social media that the Cubs in-game experience, so meaning 
the you know, getting to the game, going to the game, a couple of uh, drinks, food, parking, maybe you buy one souvenir it is the highest experience in Major League Baseball, yet they only have the 14th highest payroll in Major League Baseball. And if all the money that comes into the baseball operations is going back into the team, something doesn't seem right. Now, I'm not, I'm still, I'm not anti Ricketts at all. I still love Tom Ricketts. Um, very nice man. I've talked to him, I've taken pictures with him. Um, he's been very gracious, but just right now, it's just, a, it's a really hard, bad thing. I want to go back to something we talked about earlier in the podcast, Crowley, and that is Wilson Contreras, who the other night hit two mammoth home runs. It was game two of the, uh, of the series with the Padres. They end up losing that game, but boy, that second home run, I have never seen him go around the bases the way he did do you think he's trying to send a message to the Cubs and to ownership? And do you think that if a long-term deal was announced five years, 110 million, Wilson Contreras retires a Cub based on, on that, basically, I would think, would that be enough to get people off of Tom Ricketts ownership management's back? If they were to drop that in on us, let's say over the next five or six days. I think people would be excited about that. I think that would kind of buy them some goodwill. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I think it definitely would buy him some goodwill because he is definitely the face of the franchise. Uh, I think I remember calling into Mully and Haw and, uh, you know, there, were, there was that question about Suzuki or Contreras. And back at the time, I said, Wilson is the face of the franchise. He still is. Fans love him. He has that connection to 2016. He plays with his heart on his sleeve. Um, he does a lot of good work, especially with uh, the Special Olympics and special needs uh, children. And so he's just an absolute wonderful guy. Um, I would say that if you're Wilson's agent, there's no way you're taking an extension right now when you're this close to having this close to free agency with the numbers that you're putting up. I mean, it would have to be more than what you, you know, five years, 100 million. I don't think I think he's going to look for more than that. Do you think, let's just talk about that really quick. Five years, a hundred million. So the, the quick math on that is 20 million a year. What kind What what kind of a market do you think is out there for Wilson? It's a good question. It's a market though, that has a lot more suitors. So that with the DH now there's a lot more that he can do so he can DH. So instead of having Wilson only being able to go to 15 teams or, or less that need a catcher, supposedly, now you're looking at that number going up a lot more. So it's hard to say, you know what I mean? I never figured that the Texas Rangers were going to spend half a billion last season. That wasn't on my radar. So it's hard to say what teams are going to want to do. But let me just put the fear in the hearts of Cub fans. What if a certain team from a boring city with a neck tattooed catcher who's probably retiring, what if they need a catcher and are willing to spend some money down in St. Louis? How do you think that would go over with Cub fans? That would be about the worst thing I've heard this week. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 7, Rebuild with a capital R on the Fly the W podcast. I'm Dustin Rhodes. I'm here with my buddy Crowley, fantastic Cubs fan, fantastic follow on social media. We have talked about the Cubs Padres series. We have talked about the president of the Cubs, Jed Hoyer, meeting with the media and basically talking to the fans through them. 